Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In 1962, the Cuban Missile Crisis was heating up, and the threat of nuclear war drove the Weber family underground. How long will we have to stay down here? 35 years. 35 years. For three decades, they lived a fairly normal life. That's right. But their son has become a man. What did you wish for, son? Now the time has come. I wish that I could meet a girl. For Adam to step out. And discover the world. What is it? The sky. I have never in my life seen anything like it before. Oh, my lucky stars. The Negro. Say what? Bonsoir, mademoiselle. Let me guess something. This is your first visit to La La Land. From New Line Cinema. Ow! I've never driven before. And the director of the First Wives Club. Hi. One champagne cocktail. Oh. I thought only hookers drank this. Well, I know Mom sure likes them. Comes a story about a guy in his 30s. What have you been doing? I'm watching television in color. Stuck in the 60s. I love sushi. I love Lucy. Looking for love in the 90s. You're a nice boy, but what Eve needs is a nice man. Shall we dance? He does a great big cosmo, so big cigar. He looks like a king and he acts like a star. When you see him drive by, he goes doo doo. We all shot famous to zoo Alicia Silverstone, Christopher Walken, and Sissy Spacek. Blast from the past. Indiana Jones, Avengers, Endgame, it follows. So correct it, Ralph, Mama Mia, here we go again. Titanic 2, Jack's back, 7 cents, Ghost Attack, Alien vs. Predator, except this on their friend. We'll keep watching the movies right up till. Mom, I think I'm being chased by a psychiatrist. <laughs> I'm Sebastian. That was going to be my quote, which I think is fantastic. We don't have much time. I think I'm being chased by a psychiatrist. <laughs> That'll happen. <laughs> now, I was wondering if you could help me. I seem to have lost my Congressional Medal of Honor. <laughs> I'm Andy. And welcome to our review of Blast from the Past. Um, Genuinely a blast from the past. Yeah. So this It was a flop in its time, but... Was it? Was, yeah. Financially. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's but sad. Terrific film. Everybody gives a fantastic performance. I didn't realise, realize, remember that there'd be so much Christopher Walken in this film. Right. So I haven't seen this film since it came out. Because um, they, they, they flip back. The whole, it, it, it's, it's not just start and finish. They flip back to the, to the parents a lot. Yes, that was nice. I just didn't expect it. Um, yeah, I'd seen this first in cinemas. When it, what year was it? 99? So yeah, I was eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My memory is from oh, really? 22 years ago on this film. Oh. Um, and I was saying to you, originally when we were doing, like when I did my watch, um, ah, it's so weird how my brain had meshed this film with, um, is it Welcome to Pleasantville or whatever it is? Ah, okay, yes. Um, which is a fun film, which I've seen more recently. Yeah. 
Um, I think it's called Welcome to Pleasantville or something like that. The one with um, Elijah Wood in it. I thought it was just Pleasantville. I'll double check that. But yeah, what's his name? Gyllenhaal. No, not not Gyllenhaal. Um, uh, it is just Pleasantville. To- Toby Maguire. Yeah, Toby Maguire. I said, with, I said well, they start off in black yeah. and white, and the second they start being a little bit independent, they start to turn into color. Yeah, and there's a stigma about being colorized until everybody, yeah, you know, gets colorized. Nice fun film. Yeah, yeah. Um, for some reason, I had that in my head, which. I mean, I guess in terms of the era that this film starts in and the era that that other movie set sort in. Sort of. But that's it. Yeah. Nothing else is alike. <laughs> um, but yeah, a really enjoyable time with this one. So this is part of our Brendan Fraser series where we're doing five Fraser films. This is number two. Amazingly, Airheads is not one of them. Yeah, I'll I never forgive you for that, still never. I don't even know what that is. Oh, do yourself a favor and watch Airheads. Airheads. Airheads, you'll love it. You'll want to bump off one of the other rubbish films and stick Airheads in because Airheads is just terrific. So it's about a band? Yes. Okay. And they take a radio station hostage in order to play their demo tape and it's fucking hilarious. Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler. It's I mean, that's so, a fun and cast. It's, for and the it's 90. good Adam Sandler too. Well, 94 Adam Sandler yeah. so it should be, it should be good it's Adam Sandler. It's fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not to sidetrack a meal. <laughs> good Adam Sandler, bad Adam Sandler. I love a specific Adam Sandler film, which is 100% in the bad Adam Sandler yes. um, region. And it's You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Yeah, yeah, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, I like it too. But I cackle yeah. during that film. Like I've like a, like an alien tr- pretending to laugh. Like that's he's seen st- humans I, laugh. I wouldn't say that's stupid Adam Sandler. Not, not in the same way that, um, uh, what would you say, Billy Madison is stupid Adam Sandler. I never liked Billy Madison. No, neither did I. Or, um, the, or the Waterboy. I liked or, Waterboy, but that was okay. Uh, um, but this is 2008 Adam Sandler. This is well over the, this is, you know, jumped the shark, gone back to SeaWorld, okay, okay, had but, sex with the porpoise and now can't come back Adam Sandler. <laughs> but so, huh, it's a weird character, but it's still kind of played straight. The same way that Happy Gilmore is. Weird character, but played straight. Yeah. There's that freaking scene where his hand gets cut off. <laughs> and he uses it to kill the guard that cut his hand yeah. off. Like he's a super spy. He's been trained yeah, it's, in order to do it. It shouldn't be funny, but it always makes me laugh. And I yeah. feel like the biggest moron when I do. But yeah. anyway, blast from the past. Blast from the past. Um, yeah, well, I guess was there much in the way of trivia? You said the film didn't gross very well by the sounds of it. No, no. I'll sort of wrap everything up together. Um, the budget of thirty-five million. Yep. Uh, for a film ninety nine, that sort of seems standard for the sort of the sort of yeah. co- light comedy film that it is. Um, Hugh Wilson, the director, which the trailer identifies as um, director of the First Wives Club, uh, made famous from the Police Academy yeah. series, or at least the first one. Um, budget of thirty five million, worldwide gross forty. So it barely made its much budget back, um, and probably lost the studio some money if you take some marketing into into account. And who knows how long it took them to to recover that. Uh, 6.6 on IMDb, so rated better than George of the Jungle. But lower than The Mummy. And slightly lower than The Mummy, Mm. which is only a 7. So it's, you know, a higher, one of the higher rating um, Brendan Fraser films. 58% critical on Rotten Rotten Tomatoes, 56 audience, so at least there's a good correlation there. Uh, But just not financially successful. Didn't, didn't hurt his career because Mummy came out the same year and that was a super mega hit that just made Brendan Fraser a household name at the time. I wonder why this man's not getting that much love though. Like his early stuff is 
fine. It's fine. I I don't think there was any you know single project that that hurt his career. Monkey Bone. Maybe I think Monkey has, Bone may be that one actually. It has been said, but every actor has a has a you know huge flop. Have you not seen it? Monkey Bone. I have seen. Oh, it. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a weird film. I'm, I'm curious to watch I it now with fresh eyes. Jeremy but. Irons did Dragonheart and... The Dane did D&D films? Yeah. and uh, They were straight to DVD, so they might be shit, but you're not going to really see them. Maybe, but from the box office, hardly anybody saw this one too. But it's, it's I don't, public I, failure is what I mean. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, whereas uh, if it's straight to DVD, you might not even know it came out. It possibly. Came out, yeah. Possibly. Um... The Mickey Mantle card um, that's in the film, said to be at the time worth like $6,000 or something, uh, sold at auction in 2015 for $525,000. So believe it or not, there's still a market for rare baseball cards. But the ones in the the film, the ones that are used in the film, are all cheap reprints from the 80s and 90s. So not original, which is not a surprise. And that's it. Why did Brendan Fraser cameo in the G.I. Joe film? Do they think that was a get at the time? Well, maybe. 2009. Well, that's 10 years after The Mummy. I don't know. Yeah, but also like 10 years after Monkey Bone. (laughs) Hey, somebody offers you money and you like acting. No, but why do they pick him? I I like being in films, Jerry. Yep, that's <laughs> it. Yep, okay. I can know. It's not why did he do it, it's why did they get him to do it? Uh, who knows? Who like, knows the story of these things? Because then they put Bruce Willis in the next one. Because he was like, they, they tried to get the, the G.I. Joe films like kind of cool again. So Sergeant Stone is who Brendan Fraser played. Let's see if he ever came back. I'm just curious <laughs> if he ever came back in retaliation. The one with like the rock and stuff. In oh, it. right. I didn't even know how, how big the role was. It was, it was uncredited a, in the first one. That's why I was. So it must have just been a quick cameo or something. Yeah. Oh. Oh, who knows why? Oh, well, whatever. Blast in the Past, though. Fun film. Fun film. And fun from everybody, too. Chris Walken gives a great performance. Sissy Spacek, as the, as the mother, is terrific, also. Just playing a neurotic person from the very start who just gets, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how you, how yeah. you, how you describe it. Just. She, I mean, she's isolated, and so she starts to Get a bit crazy. drink, and yeah. you know, just from being around her crazy husband the whole time, and having absolutely no outside influence whatsoever. I might give it like the briefest of rundowns of the the concept of the film, mm. just in case people haven't seen it, because judging by the box office, no one has. Um, effectively, Christopher Walken, um, he's Calvin sort of, Weber. Calvin Weber. He's kind of like. He, I think he's ex-military, but he's like sort of like a conspiracy nut. He's built a bomb shelter, and this is during the beginning of the Cold War, effectively. It it's starts. actually explained in the film. He's always been kooky. He's always been a bit weird, mm. and he was a maths professor or something out of college. Um, made a few inventions that made him quite a bit of money, and so he stopped teaching and just really leaned into his eccentricities. Yep. And he's terrified of the Ruskies. Of course he is. It's 62. Yeah. The height of the Cold War. They've got, you know, missiles uh, that they're trying to get into Cuba. Yeah, absolutely. It's very terrifying. He has a bomb shelter and... A fallout shelter. A fallout shelter. There is a difference. A fallout shelter's long term. Is that the difference? <laughs> and a bomb shelter's short term? Oh, that's a line from the film, Seb. Come on. Oh, but I'm saying would that be the Come difference? Come on. Anyway. <laughs> um, they're, they're, he's really scared one night that this is the night the Russians are going to attack. They're having a party. They cancel everything and send everyone home. And he and his pregnant wife go down into their fallout shelter. 
what happens is there is actually a fighter jet flying above them at the time and it has engine failure. It goes down and coincidentally hits their house. It would have killed all of them, but Norm was there because of yeah. the force So lucky for them. They hear the, the boom from above and assume, oh crap, the Russians are bombed. So he locks them in there for 30 years because that's the time in which it will be safe to come out given the radiation from the nuclear bombs that never went off, but he thinks yeah. they did. So the wife gives birth to Brendan Fraser's character, uh, Adam. And it's about him growing up and raised then, yeah. in this in this shelter. Yeah, and effectively at, at year thirty, they are out of supplies, so they need to now that it's safe to go out with nuclear fallout, send someone out there to, to have a look. Christopher Walken goes out first, and it's now he's walking around in the nineties, and it's terrifying and raining, and there's prostitutes, and he's just. He thinks that they're all mutants and stuff because there was some line where there was a transgender prostitute who mentioned that she can be whatever gender he wants. A country, a country boy can can do. Are you saying you're a boy? Um, yeah, <laughs> honey, if you want me to be a boy, I can be a boy. <laughs> so he thinks that there's gender swapping mutants upstairs, and he's terrified and goes back, and they end up having to send Brendan Fraser out because he has a heart attack. He has a heart attack. Yeah, so he has to go and get medication and get food and all this blah 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 blah. And the whole idea is, it's and once again, Brendan Fraser, fish at a water story, just like George of the Jungle, but he's walking about the 90s <laughs> with only the raised knowledge from inside the, the fallout shelter. One of the, one of the first stops he makes is into a grocery store to get meat. Like yep. 500 pounds of meat or something. Because he wants to restock them for another 15 yeah. years or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he's kind of doing the math in his head and oh, that's going to be $500 and I've only got $3,000 for all this stuff and yep. oh, you can get a delivery like that to your, to your home. And he's sort of thinking about it for a little while and whatever and oh, I'm so confused. Which... <laughs> Then he realizes he doesn't know where he where he lives, uh, and is so and is very confused. And asks the butcher, "Do you know where I live?" No. <laughs> Would you excuse me? Gladly. <laughs> so um, but that's that's the premise of the story. There's more that happens in there, but it's yeah, like I said, it's just Brendan Brazier walking around, raised off your sixties sensibilities. Yeah. Oh my god, a negro. <laughs> yeah, um, but he's in the middle of the nineties and. Yeah. Yeah. Not not just the sixties. I mean, he hasn't seen the sky. He hasn't seen the ocean. You know, these things are fascinating to him. Oh yeah, absolutely. But he's been raised off like almost your, your Christian good boy yeah. churchy <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but he realizes he needs much more money than uh, his parents have uh, have allowed for him. Yep. Oh, so so sorry. Side plot as well. He wants to find a partner to bring back into the, the shelter with him because he's thirty and lives with his parents and is lonely. Yeah. Sorry. Just and sorry thank God he hasn't slept with his mum. Yes. Thank God. Um, and yeah, so he because has no money. That would just be an awful story if that was if that was the case. <laughs> um, he has no money, but all he has is. But he does have baseball cards and stocks and stock certificates. Yeah, yeah. So it turns out they're they're super fucking rich, even more rich than. Well, that just because the those initial stocks have you know split however many times, and they're all worth so much more now from. And the baseball cards are all original prints from these yeah. cards that would have been lost within the last 30 years, but they were taken care of in the shelter. So he's got this box of you know super rare cards with him and he he, he, he needs the money. He needs something smaller because he, there was a mix up of the hotel or he couldn't, some, something, he, he needed something smaller. No, the, the bus driver wouldn't take his $100 bill. That's right. Right, so he needed smaller bills. So he's here to sell his cards for smaller bills. Uh, and you know, fantastic cards. The 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 clerk is just salivating over over all this. And uh, yeah, sure, I can give you five hundred bucks for the lot in as smaller bills as you like. And Alicia Silverstone, Eve, is there and has a has a guilty conscience about the whole thing. Knows her 
boss is a scumbag, crook or a scumbag. Yeah. Uh, and just says, look, that Mickey Mantle one alone is worth $6,000. And he's got like 10 of them as well. Don't sell it to him. He's going to rip you off. You know, best thing you can do is get out of here and, you know, and, and go. And so he latches onto her because he's... His name's Adam. His name's Adam. And Adam and Eve. Yeah. They don't even make that connection at the start. Is that addressed in the film at all? He's he he's, when when he's born. The the his mother um, says, "I think it's fitting that we call him Adam, given the given the circumstances." But that it's Adam and Eve that end up at the end. Is that does the film acknowledge that at all, or is that just a clever little? If you get it, you get it. I think it's if you get it, you get it. Um, and I like how you naming him Adam. You know, because it's appropriate. Kind of plays into two jokes as well. Because Adam, like, he's the firstborn son, potentially the firstborn yeah. son in the new world, and also Adam sounds like Atom. And he's potentially oh, a I never picked up on um, that. Yeah, so that's, like, that works in a couple of ways. But yeah, in the Eve thing, is just it's nice. But I don't think there's ever. A, I mean, there might be a, a moment where they're like Adam and Eve get it, but uh, maybe. the mother probably <laughs> makes that connection. To be honest, it's probably a line that we've missed. But um, I don't feel like it was slammed over us though. No, uh, she's convinced that he's absolutely batshit insane, and agrees to give him a lift to a bus station or to his hotel or something, uh, because he says, "Oh, look, I'll give you this." you know, one, one of these cards that's worth, you know, $1,000 or whatever it is. Uh, and she's like, yeah, okay, I just lost my job. So, yeah, I'll take the card and give you a lift, but cannot wait to get him out of the car. <laughs> In fact, he goes he goes nuts over a Perry Como song that comes over the, the radio yeah. and she speeds up. I don't know if, I don't know if this film may have just been too subtle in its comedy for, for uh, you know, the greater audience, mm. but I find it hilarious. Like she speeds up. You know, and, and, and he tells her, you know, slow down, you're driving recklessly. And she's just going, no, Perry Como does this to me. He just, just sends me, <laughs> gets my heart racing the whole time. She's just desperate to get him out yeah. of the car any way she can. And she, she promised him she would take him to the hotel, so she'll do that. But I just want this freak out of my car. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's, it, it's subtle. It's never addressed directly. That's what she's doing. But of course, that's what... That's what she's doing. I think it's very clever. Yeah, the whole movie's like that, though. It was actually, like, really well thought out. Yeah. Um, which is honestly kind of refreshing. And, and I say that because we're going to watch, like, Dudley Do Right next week. Yeah. This is nice. This is, this is refreshing. <laughs> I've never even seen Dudley Do Right, but I can tell you from the poster, this film <laughs> is better. Better. And So, anyway, yeah. he, he, he ends up uh, recruiting Eve um, at the hotel to sort of be his helper to get all this stuff because he doesn't know where anything is or where to go for all the stuff, and she seems to have answers for him. Also, she's pretty, and he likes her. And he says, um, yep, good, I'll hire you as my assistant or whatever for $1,000 a week, which I'm sure is a ridiculous you know, doubling of minimum wage or tripling of, mm. of the minimum wage at the time. Uh, and, she, and she says it to be ridiculous, and he says, yeah, okay, that's $1,000 a week, sure, no problem. <laughs> I'll pay you that. You can be my helper. And they quickly go around starting to get supplies. Not to sidetrack us. No. Do you know Alfred Molina is in Dudley Do Right? Sure. Snidely Whiplash is his name. I'll believe that. Do you know Alfred Molina is most likely playing the villain? Yeah. (laughs) Snidely Whiplash. I'll believe that. That's a great villain name. (laughs) Sorry. I was just preparing myself mentally for the horrors of next week. And Sarah Jessica Parker's in it too. I'm going to hate this film. So he ends up uh, going to um, Eve's place. I don't know what the 
you know, or, or dropping her off or something, or she just starts to trust him anyway. Mm. Um, and she invites him over for, for dinner to meet her, her roommate, um, Dave Foley, who is, again, a terrific guy who just kind of goes along with Adam being this eccentric guy. And he's fun in this film, actually. I liked him in this yeah. film. He, he plays it a bit a bit trolly, but he's sort of lovable in the in the same way. He doesn't mean Adam any harm. He just kind of goes along. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? I feel like <laughs> so he's taking, very interesting. Taking the piss to start with, definitely. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like towards the end, he's just sincerely a nice guy. He just likes him, yeah. And they go out and... What's he yeah. from? Dave Foley. Oh, uh, um, Kids in the Hall. Yeah, He's no. done a whole, whole, whole heap of um, films in the news radio. He was the oh, producer Will on Grace. news radio. Was he in Will and Grace? Oh, it came up as. I'm looking at things because he, he has a really familiar okay. face, but I can't. Oh, Kids in the Hall was the comedy trip he was a part of. No, I wouldn't have known that one. You should there. Well, Very good. Oh, he's from Young Sheldon. That's a joke. I mean, he is from Young Sheldon. I've never watched that. Um, he's done a lot of stuff recently. Hmm, he's in Dr. Ken. Another show I've never watched. He's only cameoed in like a, a community yeah. episode or something. I would have just seen yeah. his face somewhere. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he plays a... Um, I think he played a grief counsellor on Scrubs. I think it may have been after after the Brendan Fraser, um, after Ben. Uh, after, oh, those, no. after those episodes, he, play, he plays a grief counsellor. Yes, that's who he is. That's who I know him yeah. as. Yeah. Okay, nope, that's the one. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't community. I had him as the doctor from the insane asylum. Or sorry, the psychiatrist in community. But that's the guy that plays. I'm a Mac. I'm a PC. He was the guy that plays the PC. Oh, really? That's the <laughs> one. They have a very similar build. Sorry. Okay. It, problem solved, everyone. The problem of my memory is it's fine. Um, all right. Yes, yeah, it's, so a, it's a fun film. It's full of all these little. You know, Adam is a. You know, a good old country boy. He's been raised right. He doesn't swear. He's, you know, clean cut the whole way through and just polite and always stands when when a lady enters the room and insists on opening the door for Eve at every at every convenience. And she's a bit annoyed by it at the start, but you know, comes to appreciate it. I have to ask. Well, then it's fun. It's a fun film. I thought opposite to George the Jungle, that this film may have been a tad too long. Almost two hours? Almost two hours. I feel like it did drag at points. And it's not because I wasn't enjoying the film, because I definitely was. But I just, when I look at it, I remember feeling like a bit of a slog to get through it. And it's under two hours. I double featured these two films, mind you. So collectively, it's three hours of films almost, or three and a half. It's not much for two films. It does It does take its time mm. in setting up um, the the underground. You were there for like half an hour, Calvin, it feels. Or, yeah, yeah and, and, and you sort of see Adam being raised there and there's probably 10 minutes of film of him just being raised and, you know, this is how you behave um, at, a, at a dance. When you go to a dance, you know, this mm. is this is the proper protocol and this is how it's done. Which all pays off, to be fair. He's got, oh, yeah. Because then yeah. we have the big dance scene. Oh, and the, and the zoot suit and... Yeah. That's when Eve starts to get very jealous that other women are going to be interested in him because, uh, frankly, he is quite a catch. Yeah, you know? uh, uh, is he? Yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah. Oh, oh, he's yeah. filthy rich and nice, yeah. I guess. <laughs> he's filthy rich and nice, and how many of those people come along? That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we, we've overlooked one of the best gags of the film. I think is. Uh, the home is destroyed, yep. and after and after years, it's just a it, just a paddock. It's it's being developed into uh, mum's diner or mum's malt, malt shop. It's or a malt shop it is. to start with, yeah, yeah. And you've got uh, mum, <laughs> the heavy set lady who just you know, oh, I just love my diner and I love this stuff. 
and you've got the young the young boy that that, that she's uh, that, that gave him a job, and you know he's oh, well, it's not ni- 1965. Oh, a buck fifteen an hour. I'm doing really Ooh. well, aren't I, ladies? To be in a small shop, and then it turns into a bar. They use this. And this she- is the timestamp for the time that they're in the the vault because the vault always looks yes. the same. Yeah. So they'll go over to that, and then they'll come back to this milkshake yes. shop and show it changing over the years, which is a nice way of showing yes. time passage. And it's and it reminds me of those scenes in Groundhog Day where it's specifically showing those scenes like. Um, Phil at the bar with um, oh, I forget her name, her character name Andy Andy uh, uh, McDowell. Yeah, um, we should do. Why have we not done Groundhog Day? Yeah. But it's the same where, where he's you know every night he's got more information and and the scene goes on longer because he can get more out of her until yeah. he gets slapped in the face or something. So in the same way, it's the same kind of panning shot of mom either with a couple of milkshakes at first, then with a couple of beers, then. Sh- Shots of vodka when the thing is a heavy metal bar, and she just goes, "I've had Jack with it. I'm selling the whole place." <laughs> and the and her and her son, the uh, the the bus boy, has now got you know tattoos on his face. He's like a Charlie Manson like character. <laughs> that was the scariest part at first. I was like, I, I blinked. I'm like, no, okay, no, it's like some star shape, yeah. maybe Buddhist. It's, it's like some Aztec star. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. right in his forehead, where Charles Manson has the swastika. And I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ, what is happening to this bar? And by that by that point, it is like a it's like a scum filled dive bar. It's horrible. Yeah. You never go in there. And he and he still owns it at, at the end of it, but he doesn't operate it as a shop anymore. And it's just a place where he comes to, I don't know, pass out from being high or whatever it is that he's yeah. he's doing. But he's become delusional. Uh, and when Calvin when when the time locks open and Calvin comes up for the for the first time. Uh, he's convinced that he's, you know, God or the devil or something. Well, you send it out of the floor. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which right. is, yep. And to a guy who's high, <laughs> kind of makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and that is good. And he's he's kind of a recurring character here and there. And they, what what happens at the end of the film? They patch him up, don't they? He's like it, fixed it up. Pays off at the end. By the, by the end of the film, he's he's got this cult. Because then Adam comes out of the, the ground and he says, oh, I'm the son. And <laughs> you know, they're playing to the whole, go on, Jesus, will you be back sort of thing. And, oh, yes, you can guarantee I'll be back. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll see you soon. <laughs> then the mother comes up by the time they're having, you know, church with a few followers there. And yep. by the end of the film, is convinced that it's, you know, convinced this whole cult that, uh, that they're real. Helps them get all the supplies underground. Yep. And, at the, and at the very end, they sort of clean him up and develop the, the, the property. And he gets right back into... Being a being a good capitalist and good, uh, you know. Yes, I want my, I want the ownership and my managers at every door opening and managing this place. And yeah, we're going to be involved and make this place great. You raised a question I had, and I can't remember because I you've rewatched this more recently than I have. When the mother comes up, where does that go? Nothing. She goes back down immediately. Does she? Yeah. She 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 looks around in horror at all these people, kind of stunned to see her, and she just says, uh, "Somebody says, who are you?" And she goes, "I'm the mother." And they all, oh, praise, whatever, and start back into their prayers and chants and she goes back down very quickly. Okay. (laughs) I must have like blinked or something because I thought that she goes up. I didn't see the part where she went back down. So I thought there was like a side plot missing where the mother left and I was like, at the end of the movie, I was like, what happened to the mom? <laughs> I was expecting her to turn up. Like, did she remarry or something? Like she's been right. out in the wild and nope, she's just back down there. Yep. No, okay, that's fine. I just want to make sure I, I probably just missed that part then. Um, it's a yeah. very enjoyable film. Oh, absolutely. It's really fun. You, know, you watch these two people fall in love. Okay, it's a rom-com with not a lot of, um, 
what's the word? Um, com. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of focus on the rom, but a lot more on the com. I'd say it's the other way around, honestly. You think it's more rom than uh, com? Yeah, I felt like there was a lot of um, energy of this film focused onto the Alicia Silverstone character with him. It's certainly focused on the two of them together, mm. and them her falling in love with him is sort of a, a B plot to the film. But it's mostly about. I thought I thought it was mostly about the comedy of Adam going about and trying to do normal things, mm. you know, in a thirty-year-old way. This isn't a detriment to the film, but I think thirty minutes of the fish at a water stuff plays well for me. Like the first part when he comes out, yeah, oh look, a negro, like all that stuff, awful stuff, is funny. But then it just gets, I guess, it's the you know, law of diminishing returns. It's just for me a little bit less funny as it goes on. And then that's when the film does shift more into, well, there's also this romance story, which is better because at least it's... Sorry, you're right. But less of it happens because it becomes less about him being out of water and then by the time they're at the the dance club, right, um, the film starts to focus on the old-timey, you know, characteristics that he has that are actually beneficial. Oh, he's very polite. He knows how to dance. You know what? What modern guy knows knows how to dance? Yep. In the nineties, that's 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 very nice. He speaks French. Yep. You know how many people have taken the time to learn another language? He speaks French fluently, and so he's a hit with yep. all the ladies at the dance club. And Eve gets very jealous. And she should. And she should because Adam's a catch. He's <laughs> a catch and a half. Damn it! <laughs> and it turns out he's fabulously wealthy. Yeah, that too. Very helpful. What's he hiding? What skeletons <laughs> does he have in that closet? Which is also a, a good plot because she's. By the time he comes around to coming clean about his origins, because the whole way through he's very vague and it doesn't really matter to her because she's just using him for the paycheck, um, for him to complete whatever he's doing and then she's just going to yep. disappear and never see him again. And that's fine. I'll get paid for it and I'll move on with my life. But he, you know, she starts to fall in love with him and he likes her and there's a good chemistry going on there. He comes clean to her that he's you know was brought up underground. Yep. Um and it's and it's weird because of course it's it's weird. She's just sort of she's 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 at a moment where she has just uh, uh, washed away the last um sort of doubts in her mind as to this guy being legitimate, mm. right? And then he comes out with a story and she is again con- convinced that he's insane because he wants to take her underground into a fallout shelter. To meet his parents and live there for the rest of their lives. Yep. And oh, okay. So this guy is crazy after all. She calls a psychiatrist where we get that great line. <laughs> the fucking social <laughs> service people come there. It's actually a really good bit. Um, I was going to say, um, oh, no, I've lost But my, then she comes yeah. around to that quite quickly as well and just, no, I was, I was right. This guy is legitimate and it was wrong for me to, to call the thing because he's not trying to hurt anybody. He's not dangerous. You don't need to go after him. You don't need to call the police. Uh, and then she goes about finding him because Adam's about to go back underground again for God knows how long. I appreciate that there's a legitimate reason as well as to why he never came clean up until that point. Like, obviously, he's keeping quiet. He, throughout the entire film, until specifically told, thinks that a bomb did go off. Yeah. Because the world looks worse than he would have thought it would if it didn't. Yep. So and, and his whole life, his dad has been telling him, it's going to be weird up there, mm-hmm. so don't be surprised about that. And that's fine. He kind of takes it all in tow. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. I'll, I'll, I'll run with it. I'll find a way to make it work. And why would I need to tell you that a bomb went off? You're up, you're up here. You know. So it's not like there's like this 
he doesn't have to say what he thinks because in theory, it's reality. I don't walk outside in Brisbane and go, isn't it great to say that a bomb didn't go off? Yeah. Everyone knows a bomb didn't go off because yeah. a bomb didn't go off. I don't have to announce the obvious. So for and him, doesn't acknowledge it because yeah. why would I have to say, you know what happened? And it's kind of played off nicely because he, um, whenever Adam talks about, you know, the, the recovery and things, you know, getting back to normal, you know, everybody around him at the time just kind of leans into it and yeah, and they justify it, whether it's economic or whatever. Yeah. And the the bar owner is just, oh yeah, it's fucking horrible out there. <laughs> it's, it's a shithole, you're right. That's exactly it. Um, yeah, the whole world has gone to hell. <laughs> so he's being partially cagey about, hey, we are living in this underground shelter for safety because he doesn't want the, the, these horrible know where he lives just in case they're dangerous. As well, yeah. But he's not hiding his beliefs about what happened to the world because it's not meant to be a secret. Everyone should know. Yeah. So And after all, he's an optimist. That too. So he can see that things are on the mend and that's great. That's exactly yeah. how the world is supposed to go. Sweet. So it's not even like, it's justified why he is the way he is and why yeah. it takes so long for the actual truth to come out because it's not that he's being cagey for the sake of a plot. It makes sense, yeah. which is nice. Otherwise you'd have to make like artificial reasons for them to never mention the fact that he lives in a shelter or, that's right. or this or that. And that can be messy. And you don't want to feel like the film has to you know, purposely stupid itself up to keep the plot going. The plot should just make sense. Otherwise, have a different plot. But it, it's consistent in the way that it goes through. Yeah, so... I think off. the film is a lot cleverer than it comes off. Yeah, absolutely. No, it definitely is. Um, I wish it was funnier, but it is funny. I wish there was just more laughs. I think I it's just the right amount of funny. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, think, it, I, I think if it was any more calm, it could be you know, silly and goofy. Yeah. But it kind of plays it very nicely. It's very believable, I should say. Maybe what I want is less of the Silverstone plot then, just to like bring down the ratios. Is that a problem? It's just, no, no one does a bad job. Do you not it. like it's her? Just long. I, I don't have any strong No films. one does a bad job. Nobody, yeah. no performance lets the film down. Oh, no, no. Everyone's doing well. I'm just trying to think about like my ratios from laugh to aw. It's more on the aw camp and I feel like it should be more on the ha-ha camp. You sentimental softy you. No, I just I just think for the sake of like the film being a comedy, it, she does well. They all do really well. But I want to laugh a bit more. And if you can't add more jokes, you've got to take away something else. Maybe you're just not clever enough, Seb. No, I got it all. It was just... <laughs> Maybe just, it's too hard to please. That that's probably it. Wait, what? Masters of the Universe TV series starring Alicia Silverstone. What? Sure. Is it a, is it a cartoon? Oh, it's a cartoon. Okay. I just assumed it was live action because everything's being done live action these days. Uh actually, yeah, He Man is probably due for a resurgence. It's been thirty years since the movie. Diedrich Bader's in it as Trapjaw. <laughs> yeah, of course, he is. Kevin Conroy, um, who plays all just all the Batman voices. Um, Jason Mewes. Oh yeah. Um, plays Stinkor. I I don't know who half his characters are. <laughs> and what Man at Arms is played by Liam Cunningham, who I don't know. Sarah Michelle Gellar is playing Teela. And Mark Hamill is playing Skeletor. That's a good one. Of course. Who's playing He Man? Dolph Lundgren. Who the fuck's playing He-Man? I'm so good. Bring him back. Where are you? Oh, Chris Wood is playing He-Man. Who the hell's Chris Wood? Shall we go to the verdict? You don't want to go on this? Oh, Liam Cunningham. Well, I know you him. keep looking at that and I'll talk about this film. You know, um, you know the film that we're reviewing? Davos from um, Game of Thrones. Mm. He looks like Jean Reno, but younger. Okay. Anyway, I know him. He's good. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do the verdicts, I guess. Unless you want more He-Man stats. It's got a good cast. I'll give it that. 
Harley Quinn it's Smith's in it. not even the it. same genre, Sam. So wait, Justin Long's in it as Robo- no, Roboto? No, stop, stop yourself. It's got a decent cast. Press the button. All right. Wait, press it again. There we go. You've heard the good, you've heard the bad, a lot of opinions, a couple facts, it's verdict time. Why is Kevin Smith not in this? Jason Mewes and his daughter are in it. Maybe he's, you know, in the back end producing it or something. And that could be. He's got his own stuff going on, you know? Yeah, I just feel like it's just weird having everyone else there but him. I feel like he wasn't invited. Anyway, sorry, this film. Blast from the past. I think it's one of um, Brendan Fraser's best films. He gives a very believable performance as uh, Adam Webber, a guy who grew up in. Uh, a fallout shelter and is seeing the world <clears throat> for the first time and interacting with it in a very naive and optimistic way that somehow just works out for him because he's he's that sort of guy. You know, he finds a way to make things work. Uh, everybody gives a terrific performance. I think it's a lot cleverer than than it than it um, sells itself as being. Um, the humor is understated a lot of the time. It's a f- it's a film I like to watch to feel better about the world. That makes sense. Yeah, it is quite wholesome. Yeah, it is. Um, it ends very nicely. There's a good family message to it if you care about that sort of thing. That yeah, family is important, and parents look after children, and children look after parents when when the time comes. And it does end with a nice gag of um, Christopher Walken measuring out <laughs> how much of a shelter he can put in his backyard. In his new Garden of Eden backyard. Yeah. Now that there's no threat whatsoever. Yep. That's just what they want you to think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, if, firstly, Kevin Smith is did produce the Masters of the oh, Universe show. So there we go. Yep, okay. So nepotism is real in here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as for Blast from, the pa- Blast from the Past, yeah, it's a really good film. It's probably... Given that we've got to do Dudley Do Right, Bedazzled, and Monkey Bone, this might be the peak of the Brendan Fraser films we do this year. I really like Bedazzled. I, I have a real soft spot for it. I do too. Yeah, but I know Monkey Bone and Dudley Do Right are on the horizon uh, too. Bedazzled, um, I, you know, Blast from the Past shows how how, how good um, an actor, a, a serious actor, Brendan Fraser can be, and Bedazzled just highlights it because he does so many different characters in it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just trying to think, what are we? Oh yeah, and then we've got. <laughs> <laughs> Looney Tunes back in action. Um, that's fine. I actually don't hate that film. It's stupid, but um, Steve Martin's in it. It's it's a it's a blast, if you will. But speaking of blast, he was also film. in the Pink Panther remakes. So Steve Martin's presence in a film is not gold making. Oh, just on its own. He's just hamming it up in this though. I suppose he was in Pink Panther too. Yeah, he, yeah, he was. I actually really like him in the first. In yeah, the first Pink it's Panther fine. Remake. Yeah, and they've got freaking was it Jean Reno's in that one too. Yeah, it's over the it's, top, but it's but it's fun. Yeah, it does well. Um, you know, yeah, I recommend Blast in the Past. Though, yeah, really enjoyable. Not too challenging. Like you'll watch it. It's it's nice as well. And I will say about all the films we've covered so far from this man, considering we're looking at '90s comedies, some of those can be a little bit mm, these days when you watch them with your know, with your 2021 vision. Um, but pretty pretty chill. There's nothing. There's nothing bad about it. Yeah, no risks taken. I guess the closest it comes to it is um, Nathan Fillion has a has a bit part in it as a bit of a toxic boyfriend to Alicia. But he's portrayed as a toxic boyfriend. So yeah, yeah. And, and and she's done with him. And then when he tries to get back at her, you know, Adam is there to I guess kind of white knighting it, but uh, whatever. Yeah. Do I dare 
bring up the Pepe Le Pew situation now. Oh, I can't I, believe that's I, where the world is. I actually don't care because these cartoons for me were never funny. I just have a question, and listen, I'm not pro or against cancelling this or that. I don't actually give a fuck. But my question is, if the if the Pepe Le Pew cartoons were challenging now with a modern context, why stop using the character? Why not just put the character in new cartoons where he doesn't do those things? Nope. Can't do that. Because then you let him get away with his past. But he's not real. No, nope, you've got to kill him. But he's not real. You've got to kill him, Seb, because if you kill him, you can erase his past. Okay. But th- th- that was my thing. I was like, if this is Kevin Spacey. So stupid. Kevin Spacey got cancelled because of all these real life allegations. That was stupid too, because one has nothing to do with the other. But, I'm saying, but, he, but like, there was an actual real human being there that was seemingly being punished through action. Sure. Whereas Paper Le Pew is a cartoon character. Don't get me wrong. I'm not missing uh-huh, it. Cancel him anyway. But what does it symbolize, Seb? Just, no, don't, you don't cancel things. Just make a new cartoon with him in it where he doesn't, he's not a fracking rate, not a sleazy French conqueror. I mean, like you can just use him again in a modern context where he doesn't do those things. That for me would be, hey, where we've workshopped and we're reinventing the Pepe Le Pew character. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one's, if you're going back and watching these cartoons from the 80s and 70s, you're probably a fan. That's it. And you're going to do that anyway. But frankly, I don't understand what, why Pepe Le Pew is seen as being a bad guy. Can we also talk... He's just trying to get laid. Yeah. And if he doesn't try, he's not going to get laid. He's not kidnapping the girl. He's not raping her. What exactly is he... What exactly he's is he doing French. that's so bad? He's French. French. So he's going to cancel him. Um, <laughs> I, just, I don't care. It was never a funny character for me growing up anyway. It's not like they canceled Bugs Bunny. I would be like... Motherfuckers. But I don't, yeah, whatever. Cancel him because he's not funny. No, don't cancel things at all. But Just I will say, move on with your life. I love Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes, but let's be honest, if it wasn't for Space Jam 2 coming out this year, this is a dead <laughs> franchise. God. This is a dead ass franchise. You don't have to cancel any any particular character because they're oh, all it's... being canceled because it's a dead franchise. Like, who's watching Looney Tunes these days? Who is legitimately watching them these days, unironically? That's even scarier. If nobody's watching it, then why focus on it? That's what I mean. Because yeah. he's being he's, he's being pulled from Space Jam 2, I would assume. That's like the, the crux of like, yeah, this sure. one character's missing. But you know what? If you didn't say anything and he was just not in the film, nobody would nobody have fucking noticed no, because it's Pepe Le Pew. If Bugs no. Bunny was missing, yeah, I'm a notice. <laughs> if Daffy Duck's missing, sure, you have my attention. Marvin the Martian? Yes, but Peppy, no one can. Can we cancel Foghorn Leghorn? He's... Oh, come on. It's, I don't like him either, but you can't get rid of him. But I'm not, but it's, I mean, like, no, okay, okay. I would miss his character way more than missing the skunk. Don't get me wrong. Because he's a funnier character to me. But it's if like, it wasn't for Foghorn, we wouldn't have the hyper chicken lawyer in Futurama. And I love the hyper chicken that's, lawyer. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> now I'm just an ordinary hyper chicken. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I just want to give my two cents on it. I don't care that he's been cancelled because. I wouldn't have missed him if if, if he just accidentally got forgotten. Sure. I'm like, and there are probably some diehard Pepe Le Pew fans, but I don't know. Are they going to cancel Speedy Gonzalez? Because that that one I can see, I'm surprised that one hasn't already happened. Because that for me was more egregious than Rubbish. Canceling things is rubbish. No, cancel everything. No, don't. Don't cancel anything. Can you you have my pictures to why we should cancel everything? Because it forces (laughs) you to create new content. Cancel everything. Oh God, Seth. <laughs> what are you? What are you thinking? <laughs> New content. <laughs> New thoughts. Risk. We can, we can't have that. That's why I was like, "What do you mean? Oh no, original content. Whatever will we do?" 
Um, but yes, yeah, so I wouldn't. If I if he's not in number two, I would not have noticed he was missing. Like I just would not have noticed. No. So there's a, there's a lesson to be learned here. Sometimes your shitty character is just a shitty character, and people won't care either way. Um, yep, that's my two cents. Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Second Take Podcast Media Review. That's the one. Um, yeah, so check us an email at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet myself at Bastion underscore James, and you can tweet Jordan when he's around at Jordan MSPP. He's been very busy. His band's doing band things, and they have like a studio booked out for a very long time. So every waking minute he's not spent at work, he's spent. I think he sings. <laughs> Bands don't work. Friend. They show up to the place. They take a hit of whatever. They drink. They do the thing. And then they go off and sleep with someone. I understand that they got a very good deal in the studio. And they're just pretty much there until their album good. is done. So they've been good. going. That's why um, Jordan's been away for like the past two months. Because good literally on. both days every weekend, he's just there because oh, they got a good so, deal. It's so and, much work. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you can get it perfect, yeah. And uh, I won't go into it, but like the the amount, as you're saying, the amounts that he's being charged for, like the editing stuff included in there, is just until the album's done. So it's not even like a per session thing. It's like here's the amount you pay for the album, regardless yeah. of how yeah. long it takes. Take so, the time, absolutely. yeah. Don't come back. Do, do, I mean, come back, but do <laughs> do your thing and then return triumphantly. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash second take. Hey, donate there. Help Jordan pay for more band time. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, but yeah, so we're back. Next week with, it's going to be Dudley Do Right and Bedazzled, <sighs> because there were the finished the final one is Monkey Bone because that <sighs> was like the that was like the nail in the coffin. <sighs> I'm not opposed to changing up the entire schedule to just <laughs> Brendan Fraser films. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, have you seen the trailer to the new Mortal Kombat? Yes, I have seen that. What did you think? I thought it looked awful. Oh, really? I thought it looked really good. Like way better than I expected it would. It's actually, it was filmed here and it's done by an Australian director. No, that doesn't help it. And Kano's <laughs> super Aussie. <laughs> it's going to be great. I thought it looked really fun. Yeah. It looks worse than the shit it's replacing. No. At least, at least that had camp value. Oh, number one, absolutely. <laughs> number two. No, 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 Annihilation. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> well, we have that to look forward to, probably I'm, in some, some streaming service. I have so many fond memories of hating that film. It's so gross. <laughs> I, I still watch it. Like, I, I mean, of course I do. I love that film. I might watch it tonight, who knows? But anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we'll be back with, yeah, Dudley Do-Right. What could go wrong? Um, do you want the normal outro or the fun? Um, Keep Tarzan, it fun. Tarzan yeah. boy. <laughs> okay. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.